couple of months ago, um, I had reported on this. There was concerns in relation to the GP service. And I suppose that was on the back of um, some patients being uh, transferred to other GPs. And when the inquiry was made, uh, it was confirmed that there was no full-time um, position or replacement for the, the GP who was out with long-term sick. Uh, a lot of concern, uh, a lot of worry. Uh, but thankfully, the, the locum has been in place in Kirush and the GP service uh, has managed to operate as per normal. Um, so look, there's some relief there that, that, that the, the service is still up and running. I suppose concern is towards the, the long-term future of it uh, and is it sustainable to, to, re, to re, retain a locum uh, long-term and that's quite challenging to, to make sure that we can keep someone. Um, so the correspondence, I suppose, um, does come back today and it confirms that the HC are committed to trying to, to fill the position uh, I suppose on the three previous occasions they've advertised it they didn't find any suitable candidate uh, but they're still going to continue uh, to try and keep the, the position open uh, for as long as they can but it leaves a bit of uncertainty but I suppose look the guarantee that they are uh, dedicated to the service and trying to maintain that is a bit of relief um, for the people of Karosh uh, but I suppose the long term issue is a national issue and probably international to some degree uh, the demand for GP services and uh, the ability to fill them is something that we're struggling with uh, across the country. And I think the, the state really needs to step up and realise the importance of GPs um, uh, in the locality and the impact of having uh, enough GPs locally can actually benefit uh, the, the greater healthcare system, and particularly into the, the overcrowding we see uh, day in, day out in Limerick. Um, so they're, they're going to have to come up with measures that are going to make uh, the GP services uh, attractable to younger doctors to try and make sure that they, that gap is filled. You mentioned that the locum doctor is currently in place and while that's welcome, it's obviously not the same as having a GP. Is there fears for long waits for appointments with GPs considering the size of the area if a GP isn't appointed in good time? Each of the GPs has their own patients and the, the, the surgeons that, that is concerned, um, they're managing a way. There's, look, the delays aren't, aren't overly excessive at the minute. Uh, all GPs are, ex- are extremely busy at the minute, uh, but I think they're, they're getting to within 24 or 48 hours uh, and emergency patients are seen. So it's not the delay. I suppose the real concern is that when you have a locum, as you said, it's not the same as your own GP and they know your history and they know your, your family history. Then the locums, they can change quite regularly. So it's the, the long-term impacts of, of quality service and it's what the real concern is here and to try and get that position filled. So people can have the reassurance that they know they've got a doctor, their own family doctor, their history will, will be retained and uh, any, any treatment will be uh, appropriate to the patient's needs. Um, so look, long, long-term um, patients uh, waiting and, and to get to the doctor, that is something all GPs across the country have seen that the, the demand for GP services is, uh, has increased twofold over the last number of years. Uh, but I think locally it's all been managed currently uh, and that's on the fact that that locum is in place. If that locum goes, that will have a significant impact on waiting times for everyone. The response given to you by the HSE has outlined that they are making an effort to fill the position but uh, as of yet they've received no applications. Are you satisfied that their efforts to fill the position are adequate? Look, there's always more coming on. Um, it's a national issue. I, I think it's predicted by 2028 there'll be a, a shortfall of 1,600 GPs across the country, and that's a significant amount. Um, but this isn't a new issue. Um, um, back seven or eight years ago, when we started the, the Save Shenandoah campaign, this was the same issue that was out there. And we met with our TDs and our senators, and there was discussions around GP contracts and uh, international agreements for um, recruitment of doctors. And those are, are lagging behind, you know, those to be put in place. And uh, at this stage, we would have expected that you know, the, the GP practice is a very attractive uh, practice for young people to, to come and, and join. But again, um, the contracts aren't good enough, and, and the attractiveness to uh, the GP contracts, GP service uh, isn't there. 
uh, younger people, as you can imagine, uh, are looking towards the cities and the bigger towns and that. Uh, so they can have a work-life balance. And so there has to be some positive discrimination around that uh, to make sure that, that when young doctors are getting trained as uh, GPs, that they can have a work-life balance. And that has to come through the, the, the GP contract.